0: Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode. Today we talk about the ethics of charging up front. We hear a lot of business owners, freelancers, a lot in construction that say it's impossible to charge for jobs up front. We fundamentally disagree. Today's episode is all about demystifying why it is more ethical to charge for everything you do and to charge up front, why and how it's better for your clients. We'll give you a few reasons. To do so, create some funny scenarios. And as always, we chat some shit. If
1: you want to get the book, more of what we're talking about now, in a lot more detail, step-by-step, paint-by-numbers, fix your fucking life and business, go to wellfedfreelancer.com. It's £5. You get nine bonuses. It'll change your life in 30 days, guaranteed. Or you get your money back twice over, so £10 back plus a free pizza. Fair warning, we're doubling the price of the books imminently. Not tomorrow, not next week, but certainly the next month or so, to £10. Even that's fuck all, but hey. So, it's raining today, raining today, soggy doggy day.
0: Soggy doggy day.
1: Yeah, it's one of those swings and roundabouts things. I mean, the weather's shit and it's fucking hammering down with rain um, and you get wet. But the upside is that Haggis and Sarah stay at home, so it's just me and Doris.
0: <laughs> I like how you've got a favourite dog now. I haven't got a favourite dog. Um, you lie, I just like you haven't got favourite children i I
1: would say she's more rewarding why because she is the most interactive, obedient dog I've ever had um i've I've gotta to change to the point now where if I whistle her four four blast four whistles, that means come back but any other whistle is just to get her attention,
0: so you feel like a god essentially
1: yeah basically if she's walking down the lane and we come to the the road at the end, which is where the traffic is she will just stop and wait for me. And if she looks like she's going to move, I just say, wait. And she'll just stay and wait for me. Um, if I call it, if, if she detects traffic, because I let her off the lead on the, on the road, as long as it's not windy, so I can hear traffic coming. It's a quiet country lane. She walks off the lead. And if she hears ca- a car coming, she will run back to me and sit by my fucking side, inside the road. So she, I'm on I'm, I'm roadside, she's by the curb. Honestly, without telling her, She's fucking brilliant. I've I've not really had to teach her this stuff. I mean, obviously, I have taught her it, but it, not consciously. Um, she wants to please. That That's what, you know, she wants me to be happy.
0: Well, it's a byproduct of realising Daddy John wants wants me near him when, when cars come. So it makes sense if I hear a car go to him, almost beaten to his own game.
1: She, she's brilliant. I mean, she's so fucking smart. I mean, she's one of these dogs that's really clever, but as daft as a brush, you know yeah because she's just really fucking funny so she's a lot more rewarding she, she's probably more rewarding than haggis but haggis is funny in his own way he's a, but he's a boy and he's a jack russell so he's his own dog <laughs> he is, he's just his own fucking dog he has a he's the only dog i've ever met with opinions
0: <laughs> did i ever tell you the story as to why I like jack russells are my least favorite dogs probably because they bit your
1: ankles or something
0: I'll, I'll tell you the story i was uh i was 15 years old Young, budding, confident man. And I was, I, I was walking to the shops. So I had a few quid in my pocket because I'd been working a Saturday job. I, I felt like the dog's bollocks. I go in there, I, I buy myself a packet of Sensations, uh, sweet chili flavor. I think I get myself a Twix and uh, a bottle of Coke. I was getting some stuff ready for a real gaming session. And uh, I was left over with about 70 pence. I thought, yeah, fuck it, I'll save that for next time walk out of the shop there's a dog there a little Jack Russell and they were raising money for this Jack Russell because he needed surgery and I thought bloody hell that's a cute dog uh, so I go to to the owner of the dog um, what's up with him he had cancer or something something horrible and uh, I said oh, I've, this is all I've got unfortunately I gave him the 70 the 80 pence and I say is it okay to give him a stroke and they went yeah he, he's he's lovely he's really cuddly so and I'm like, yeah, you can see where this is going. I went, oh, thank you. That's, that's amazing. I kneel down to like give him a proper snuggle. I just offer my hand out first so he can smell me. So he, so he knows I'm not a threat. I've been brought up around dogs. I, I, I know what to fucking do. Yeah. This cunt took one sniff of me. Ah, fucking <laughs> lashed onto me. Honestly, I, I, I wanted my money back. I wanted a refund. Fuck that dog. He can die of cancer fucking 10 times over. want me 80 pence back
1: when we're out with the dogs doris is all over people she loves them and she doesn't jump up at them or anything because she's trained not to but she loves people she loves children especially she's just so gentle and then, then people obviously fuss Doris and the guy towards Haggis and say, I really wouldn't if I were you. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> like people very much. <laughs> even, even the lady at the, uh, the kennels said about Haggis to me and Sarah, is he okay with you? Can you handle him? Said, yeah, he's as soft as pudding. We, we can pick him up. We can like a baby mm-hmm. play with his ears and his feet. He's great. But, I mean, it was okay with Rosie and Imogen and he'd probably be okay with Holly again because she's been over before, so I probably remember her. But most people, he just hates them. He really doesn't like him at all. He's very poorly socialized with human beings. It's fine because we live in a farm in the middle of nowhere. And anyone just sticking their hand in his face if you're out walking deserves to get bitten because you shouldn't do that with a dog. <laughs> anyway, crack on. So, ethics, getting paid up front. Well, it's getting paid up front, but also getting paid for everything you do. When anyone who's who's worked with me or listened to my work for, or me for any length of time knows on basically three things there's you get paid up front as in you don't work for free you get paid in full and also well you get paid up front you don't do any work until you are paid and you get paid for everything you do yeah now if if it's like anything if once you've learned the rules you can then maybe selectively break them so i have do have clients that i've worked with for maybe 12 years and if they were a couple of days late with an invoice, um, for say the retained work or a project, I wouldn't just down tools because I know I'm going to get it. You know, yeah. Yes, that's strictly breaking the rule, but uh, let's be sensible about this. That's not the same as saying you get some brand new twonk you not know from Adam, and you do a month's worth of work before you invoice them. Those two things are very, very different. Mm-hmm. And anyone who says they're the same, you know, okay, they might look the same in principle, but they're not. I mean. Let's be sensible. So with that caveat, you get paid upfront, you get paid. You don't do any work until you are paid, and you get paid for everything you do. Now, I get a lot of fucking hassle from people about this sometimes. I mean, not, they don't kind of chase me down the street or anything, but um, whenever I post about it, there's always someone. I mean, the other day, some stupid fucking woman said it was an unethical way to do business, which makes no sense whatsoever. Let's take the first one about getting paid up front, all right? So, well, let's kind of combine them all, really. There's getting paid up front and getting paid for everything you do. Anyone who wants to work with me will talk to me, so let's have a chat. They book a consulting call. Now, I actually had someone message me the other day, yesterday, beg your pardon, so that will be Thursday for anyone listening to this. And it says... Uh, I'd like, like to book a consulting call. Here's where you might address, some of the invoice. Now, because I'm actually ethical and not unethical, I say, well, steady on, Tiger. I hardly know you. Let's maybe save you some time and money. What do you want to talk about? And we're going backwards and forwards now. Um, and maybe I'll give a consulting call. Maybe I won't. But what I'm not doing is, this is very to be very clear, what I am doing is getting the answers to their triage questions. Can I help you? Do I want to help you? Are you willing to pay me? Well, it's already established he's willing to pay me. Question is, can I and do I want to help him? Um, but assuming we do, if I get on a call with him, he will pay for it. And, that's, and, and in the triage, I'm not offering him free advice. I'm just finding out, can I help you? Do I want to help you? That's it. And then the rest of it, he will pay for. Now, when I, when I kind of espouse that philosophy, people will say, yeah, but I don't want to charge for calls because I like to help people. Well, let, let's, th- let's think about that for a minute. Let's dig into that one. You like to help people. So does that mean when you've helped someone and they say, yes, let's work together and they give you money, anything you do after that isn't helping them? Is that right? Because if no. that's so, well, no, well, hang on, I'm using their logic. If that's so, you're a liar and a cheat and a thief because you're taking their money, but you're not helping them. You're actually more unethical than I could ever be. So it's obvious. It's fucking painfully obvious. It's as obvious as Jimmy Savile's fucking boner in a nudist fucking kindergarten that helping people and being paid for that help are not mutually exclusive. And uh, let's think about that even further. Never mind that. What I've, I've just proved how fucking stupid it is. At what point is it okay to charge people? Why is it okay to charge after, the, say, the second bit of help you give them, but not the first. And why only one? Why are you not working for free for a year? You know, Why is it only one phone call or two? Why don't you do it forever? At what point is it okay to charge? And if it's okay to charge at any arbitrary point, why not just charge up front? And, so that, that's the kind of the logical argument there. But then again, let's talk about empirically, people's experience. What happens when you go into Nando's? And I bet there's hardly anyone listening to this who's never been to Nando's. You go to Nando's, they greet you. They put you on a chair. They give you a fucking cockerel with a number on it, right? You sit down, you pick your food, you go to the counter, you pick what you want to eat. Then what do you do? You pay. You, oh, sorry, say it again. You, you pay. You pay. Then you sit down. Then they bring your food. Then you eat it, right? What happens when you go to the pub? You order drinks at the bar. Then what do you do?
0: I'm an expert at this, John. I'm an absolute expert at going to the pub. You pay, you pay, and then you get you you get your fuck you get your pint and you sit there.
1: Now, okay. Then you say, yeah, but what if you open a tab? Well, you are still paying because you put a credit card there to secure the drink. Now, of course, sometimes you might know someone, you might be a regular, and they might just give you a beer and you might pay at the end of the night. That does happen. I know it does. But even if it does, well, that's like I was saying earlier, let's be sensible here.
0: You know, you treat your best customers with a bit of respect and you don't fucking shit on them.
1: That probably happens maybe in in little rural pubs here in Ireland. I would not walk into one of those pubs and get the same treatment and nor should I. They don't know me from Adam. What happens when you go to a travel lodge hotel? What happens before you get the key to your room? You.
0: I assume you pay. I'm I'm far too classy to be staying in a fucking travel. Lodge. I stay
1: in travel lodge sometimes if it's convenient. Poor you. There there are even higher class hotels where you pay pay, and even the best hotels. What happens when you check in? What do you give them?
0: Money. Your card.
1: Well, your card. Why do you give them the card? To guarantee payment. So in in effect, you pay.
0: Yeah. When I went on holiday to Morocco, very expensive holiday. Good fun. Everything was paid for upfront, apart from the tourism tax, and guess what they did? They charged me the tourism tax the minute I arrived.
1: <laughs> so people are well used to paying upfront, and it's, if you think about it, it,'s what happens if you want to fly on, on any airline? What do you do first before you get your ticket? You pay. You know, there is almost no the idea of paying after you've enjoyed the service or consumed the food or whatever is actually rarer than the other way around, okay? Any retail store you walk into, and if you walk out without paying, you're actually committing a crime if you've got intent to steal. That's how fucking bad it is, you know? So the idea of paying up front is not unusual. On the contrary, it's the norm. So why is it wrong to expect people to pay up front before they receive service? Now, then they'll say, well, there's a lack of trust maybe. Well, okay, fine, you can mitigate that. You can mitigate it by using an escrow service you can mitigate it by having um, stage payments so they, they you know you've got a three month project and it's for the sake of argument nine grand so you charge them 3k up front end of the first month you charge them another 3K end of the second month you charge them the last 3k so they're never they're never a kind of risking more than 3K on you and you're getting paid in chunks and at, at, at the end of the first month if they don't pay the second invoice, you don't do any more work there's nothing wrong you know all these things work. And, and, you know, our clients do them all the fucking time. But people still tell me they can't do it, don't want to do it, it's unethical. No, it isn't. Bollocks.
0: I do have to say as well, trust is, trust is so incredibly easy to earn. It's so incredibly easy to earn. So <laughs> we've had li- people we've spoken to for the first time on phone calls before, unable to fill out forms that take the card details. So they have just sent us bank transfer, thousands and thousands of pounds. And this is the first time we've spoken to them. The only reason they trust us is because they've read our emails. They've seen our posts on social media. Trust is so, so fucking easy to get. So if if you have apprehensive clients who, who don't trust you, I think you're doing something fundamentally wrong in the first place.
1: Yeah. I, either you're presenting yourself badly or perhaps just as likely you're, you're looking at the wrong people mm. because... In my experience, the people who are most untrusting are actually the most untrustworthy too. Yeah, and and you know, there's no there's no no profundity there. I and mean, this is just, you know, we tend we like we tend to buy from people in the same. Oh, well, sorry, we tend to sell to people in the same way we buy from them. Well, we we tend to see the world reflected in our own biases and behaviors. So it's, it's, it doesn't make it's no surprise to 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 understand or to find out discover people who are untrusting tend to be untrustworthy because they're expecting you to be untrustworthy because that's what they would do. I remember when when Holly, my daughter, started working for us just before, when we first offered her the opportunity. The first thing her mum says, I wouldn't do that, just make sure he pays you, meaning he being me. And I just laughed thinking I am the last Probably the last person on Earth ever to cheat anyone out of their money, especially my own daughter. Now, here's the question: Why did she th- Why did she get? Why was she so untrusting of me to pay my own daughter her wages? Because she is untrustworthy, and I know this from experience when we were together, and since then, she's a liar, she's a thief, yeah, she she's dishonest, and because she's all these things, and this is not just me being bitter at my ex either. This is objective fact. We got all the fucking evidence we ever needed if we needed it. But the you know because she behaves in that shabby way towards people, she expects others to as well. So if you if you get clients or prospective clients who are very untrusting about giving you their money, especially if you've got guarantees and things, um, and especially if they're using a credit card when they've got the chargeback capability as well, you know you're probably attracting the wrong people.
0: Hmm. Mm. Very good point. Can't argue with that.
1: Now, here's here's the thing. We we, we laughed about it the other day we said uh, about me. I, I'm too trusting, which is kind far of too true. Trusting. Well, it's kind of true because for the, for the listeners who think, well, why is John so trusting? Being autistic, I can't read people very well. I'm a really poor judge of character. Now, most people reckon they're great judges of character, not many people admit to being poor judges of characters. Character. Uh, I suspect most more people are than actually say they are, but I I definitely am. So I've got two choices. I, either, I can either go through life being untrusting, yeah, or I can go through life giving people the benefit of the doubt, trust but verify, basically. Well, I choose to do that because it's much easier and a, a more pleasant way to live. So please, listeners, don't think I'm gullible for a moment. You know I'm easy to lie to. Of course I am because uh, I have no way of telling if you're lying to me. But I am very difficult to deceive because... I've got a memory like a fucking elephant. And it, I remember everything you tell me. So if you're lying, you will trip up. You will make a mistake. And I will notice. And then I will ask you about it. And I won't stop because there'll be no embarrassment. There'll be no awkwardness from me. There'll be none of this, uh, don't wanna, you know, no, no elephants in the room. I will, I will strip that elephant naked and fuck it hard until it tells me what I want to know. So, you know, I am very hard to deceive. And also, once, you, once I do figure out you've deceived me, you're done, you're a persona non grata. Because you've abused, a, a, what is a vulnerability? Because I'm easy to lie to. So yeah, I am trusting, but equally, I trust but verify. So it's not like I would leave a stranger in charge of my money or anything. I'm not stupid, I'm autistic. And here's a good example of, of the difference between the two. We were, I was gonna drop 12K on a program recently. Um, to to learn a specific thing. Um, And I was ready to go until they sent me the contract. And I read the contract and it was quite draconian. It was all in favour of the other party. And the the three things um, which really knocked nails in the coffin, one was um, I wasn't able to share what I was learning with my team, which is Connor and Holly. The second thing was... uh, there were no refunds under any circumstances whatsoever, and we can get rid of you and, and, and curtail the, the, the program at any time for any reason, all right, with no refund. And the third thing was a non-compete clause, you won't set up a competing service. Well, the thing is, this particular thing that I was gonna learn in, in more detail from someone who is, is a world expert is something I've actually been teaching and doing in and in probably in a less focused way for at least 12 years. So I'm not gonna, you know, there's just no way. But the thing that the the real the real fly in the ointment was like, I mentioned this to the guy. I says, okay, I know I said I'm going to go ahead, but I looked at the contract and I've changed my mind because this this is just too draconian. And he came back and said, oh, I know that, but it, we'd ne- we'd never enforce it. So I says, well, then why have you got it? You know, he was basically just trust us. Like I said, I'm autistic, not stupid. I don't allow myself to be fucked like that. So. That didn't happen. You know? If you've got this draconian contract and you're never going to enforce it, why have it? Why bother? You know? And then of course, um, I started thinking about other things. And basically the, the premise of this product is you'll attract the best people. And then I says to him, well, hang on a minute. If, if your product, your system attracts the best people, why do you even need a contract like this? Because are you getting douchebags? Because if you're getting douchebags, how and why? Does your system not work? Do you not use it? Or are you lying to me? Mm. This is what I mean about, you know, you will not get away with lying to me.
0: Well, there's an inconsistency there. There's an inconsistency. And I spot it. Asperger's brain goes, Bing!
1: big red flags. And Pitbull John fucking goes for it.
0: We're so confident in our processes to make sure we get good people. We don't do contracts. Not like we that, We do agreements. Man. Well, we, we, ta- we set reasonable expectations. We 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 tell yeah. them up front exactly how they can get their money back if they're entitled to it. Absolutely, and guess what? No one's ever asked us. Oh, can I have that in writing? Because they trust us, and we trust them.
1: Yeah, and and the the thing is as well because that 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 reputation that respect is so valuable. It would it's a bit like virginity. It only take one prick and it would be poof like a balloon, you know. So we are
0: easy to earn easier to lose yeah
1: so you know that that would never happen it's just apart from anything else why the fuck would you want to cheat someone I mean, it's just fucking it's wrong it's wrong it's just why would you do it it's just a waste of fucking energy because you've got to keep watching. if you you know you do it once you might get away with it But if you keep doing it if you make a habit of it you've got to keep watching your back physically or literally metaphorically as well you always got people gunning for you why would you want that why? How could
0: you sleep at night? Honestly, like, no, surely you get to a point where you just see a pile of people that you've just ripped off.
1: Something else I've observed as well is if somebody questions my integrity, I don't, I don't care. I, I just let it go. Whereas people who don't have any integrity get really defensive about it. <laughs> have you noticed that? No, I haven't. Yeah, if you, if you, if a dishonest person gets very angry when you question what they're saying. Whereas an honest person genuinely doesn't, because (laughs) what can I say? I can't make you believe me. And sometimes you can't even prove that you're telling the truth. So I can't, I, (laughs) what?
0: It's a bit like where, it's a bit like the biggest homophobes are often gay themselves.
1: Oh God, yeah. You mean mean preachers and fucking priests who get, who, who fucking, Saying, oh, what a sin homosexuality is. The next thing you know, they're in the newspapers yeah. having been caught blowing rent boys in public lavatories. They mean those guys. Yeah, those guys.
0: Yeah, exactly those guys. And it's like, oh, it makes sense now why why you were so against it.
1: Uh, here's a case in point. Uh, on LinkedIn, the people who use hashtags like be kind and authentic and all those things uh, and, and come across as being right on, the more strident they are about it, the less it's true. The most unkind people I've seen on LinkedIn are the ones using the "be kind" hashtag. Really? Oh God, yeah. They're spo- they're vicious and spiteful, left wing, right on social justice warriors. They're the worst kind of people in the world. They're the people we need fucking death camps for. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> most freelancers come across as very social justice warrior and left wing. So <laughs> it's no wonder no wonder we're not very liked
1: which is baffling because how can you be left wing and a business owner? You're a capitalist, by definition. So yeah, the the, eth- the ethics of charging up front, well, why shouldn't you charge up front? It, it, it's common in most industries. It's, it's more common than paying after the fact. And why, I mean, also, how are you worried about ripping people off? I mean, that's on you. Are you the kind of person to take someone's money and not deliver? either intentionally or because you're no good at your job. Is that what you're worried about? But in which case you shouldn't be fucking charging for it because you're shit.
0: I was going to say, we need to do an episode on imposter syndrome. It's fucking massive. Yeah, it is for some people. I'm um, probably the other way around. <laughs> I've never experienced it in a professional circumstance. Like I've never had any issues with taking money and being like, Oh, do I deserve this? And I was like, yeah, I do fucking deserve this. Um, I remember we had Vicky speak at one of our online boot camps, and she she spoke about imposter syndrome. And I'm pretty sure it's one of our most watched videos on our membership site.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't have imposter syndrome. I I do have this feeling sometimes of, surely they must know this already. You know, not so. I mean, I think my understanding of imposter syndrome is I'm not qualified to teach this type stuff.
0: It's, it's not even the qualification, it's the, because they can have the qualification.
1: No, no, when I say qualified, I mean what I mean is that...
0: They don't feel like they are good enough. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I meant. It's twofold. They don't feel like they don't deserve it, or they feel like they can't do it.
1: Yeah, now, I don't ever have that feeling. But so, I, I sometimes have the feeling of, surely they must know this already. How can they not know what I'm
0: talking about? Yeah, but that's the other end of the scale, John. That's like... (laughs) Probably. No, no, it is. (laughs) Because you're such an expert when when you talk about these things so effortlessly, so naturally, and you're seeing their minds being blown and they're seeing the dollar signs and how they're going to start making more money. And you're sat there thinking, I can't believe I'm being paid thousands of pounds to essentially tell someone to drink water. That I, yeah. I, I understand why you could think that is maybe related to imposter syndrome, but no, it's it's the it's the same spectrum, just the complete other side. <laughs>
1: I, I take the word
0: for it. That that is that is like ascendancy, John.
1: <laughs> that sums my attitude up. I mean, I'll be sitting there and I'll be talking about stuff, and it, sometimes, bearing in mind I can, I don't, I'm not really good at reading people's faces, faces with body language. Sometimes, even I can tell they're blown away. And I'm mm. thinking, I've just told you something I've probably said 100 times this week already. And sometimes i said it for free on a podcast, and I've just said it to you in a consulting call or, or, a, or, a, or a mentoring call, and you're, you were blown away, or I've put it in a WhatsApp. You know. And I'm thinking, how can you not know this? How can you get up in the morning and brush your teeth and, on your own without an adult supervising you and not know this?
0: We've had this conversation a million times, especially when we come off light the the calls with clients the group calls and it's so effortless they, they turn up you know they're they're, they're missing half their hair because they've been pulling it out all week and uh they ask a question and we, we we sort of look at each other and go yeah it's simple do, do you want to talk about this john and sometimes you go oh no you 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 do it connor it's it's an easy one and i go you fucking wanker what do you mean <laughs> it's, i can have it because it's an easy one and you go ha ha laugh like that and i i spiel it off and they go Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then John goes, and, and, and to add to that, there's also this, that, and the other. And they go, oh, my fucking God. Blown. Yeah, they turn up next week. And we're like, oh, did you do that? And they're like, yeah, it's changed my life. I've made an extra 10 grand this week.
1: Yeah, I mean that is not an exaggeration, listeners. Honestly. We change lives just by coming up with random shit sometimes. Anyway, i got to go because I've got a workout. I've got to call at 12. I ain't got long to do it then.
0: you got to call at 12. Yes, you do. And you've got to work out.
1: Yeah, i got to work out. Some of us have to pump iron, Connor.
0: I'm pumping iron today, you fucking cunt. I do it four times a week.
1: You fucking lift I those fucking little do. vinyl... Fuck off you, don't you? You wave those little pink vinyl dumbbells around. Yeah, if you want to get the book, more of more of what we're talking about now, okay, in a lot more detail, step-by-step, paint-by-numbers, fix your fucking life and business, go to wellfedfreelancer.com. It's £5. You get nine bonuses. It'll change your life in 30 days guaranteed, or you get your money back twice over, so £10 back, plus a free pizza and the guarantee by the way is not 30 days it's a lifetime guarantee so 10 years time we'll give you 10 quid fair warning we're doubling the price of the books imminently not tomorrow not next week but certainly the next next month or so to 10 pounds even that's fuck all but hey. all right
0: and why are we doing that john because we can that is funny you said that, because I did a LinkedIn post this morning saying the price is going up to £10 soon, not because we want to get rich, not because it's going to increase our ROI, but just because we can, because I couldn't think of an actual reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a reason. That's fundamental to my life, because I can. I saw someone mm-hmm. post of the other day complaining about people using their freedom of speech to say uh, to disparage the monarchy some people are in some people enjoy exercising their rights too much what a stupid thing to say you don't need a reason to exercise your rights if you do it's starting to become a privilege and a right is a right
0: that's mental talk about
1: that next time ask me next time why I wouldn't give a dna a, a random dna sample to catch a murderer that's a good one that is it's true
0: okay um anyway fuck off mate
1: Yeah. See you later. Bye everyone. Love you. He lied.